This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Joining me today, Chase Croshaw. How you doing today, Chase? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How about you? I'm doing quite swell on this Monday, or no, it's not Monday, on this Sunday morning, March 1st, uh, a new month comes and it already feels like we're flying by 2020, even though we're only three months in. Yeah, I know. That that month of February felt like a week and a half, where the month of January felt like a month and a half, so it, it, it's, it's moving pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. So, Chase, today we have a Monday episode. That's probably why I said Monday in the first place. Uh, Monday episode, we got some news for you guys, game review and preview. Then we'll take a peek at the standings and possibly go into statistics just to see where our Tampa Bay Lightning sit. So first up, Chase, let's talk about some news. And uh, first of all, we got to talk about some injuries. First off, we'll talk about Chris Kreider. Chris Kreider, he's got a broken foot, and there's no timetable apparent uh, for his injury. Yeah, you know, that's tough. They, they, they signed this guy to that long-term deal, didn't trade him at the deadline. Uh, maybe hoping there's just a slim chance they could push for a playoff spot. Uh, that's, that's, you know, it's going to be tough with, with how tough the East is in general, uh, and losing one of your top players doesn't make that any easier. So, Kreider, if there's no timetable, you would have to guess that he's probably out for the rest of the regular season. So it's a tough loss. Yeah, that's definitely a tough loss, especially when you add that to Igor Shostorkin being out for, you know, two to three weeks or whatever it was when he got in the accident. So missing two of two guys that really contribute to this New York Ranger team when they're trying to make that final push for the playoffs. So we'll see what happens there. I'm actually rooting for the Rangers. I hope they can make an appearance in the playoffs. And I think Henrik Lundqvist, if our Tampa Bay Lightning can't win the Stanley Cup, I'd be rooting for Henrik Lundqvist because the guy's a legend. I think he's probably the best goaltender of our time. Um, So I'd like to see him capitalize, get a Stanley Cup, but not at the expense of the Tampa Bay Lightning if it doesn't have to be. Yeah, no, I'm with you there 100%. All right, Chase, we now move on to some Tampa Bay talk, and this is about Steven Stamkos, our captain. He is getting surgery on some core muscles. Yeah, so we talked about this in the last episode. kind of went down to a mysterious injury, didn't really know what happened. Uh, turns out he is getting core muscle surgery. will be out six to eight weeks. That should put him out the regular season, plus possibly part of the first round, not the whole first round. Uh Hopefully, it's just the regular season. He's going to go by playoffs. Uh, it's a tough injury to eat at this time of the season when the team's been we, – you know, we've been kind of struggling the last few games, uh, but we're still in a good spot. We're tr- trying to get that top seed. Losing your captain hurts. Yeah, I agree. I At this point, I kind of doubt we get that top seed now. I assume we play second in the Atlantic overall. I don't think this hurts our chances to make playoffs. I feel like we're pretty much locked in unless something atrocious happens. So 
I'm assuming we go in with that number two seed. The one thing that we can look at and take as a positive out of this is, like you said, he should be back first round, maybe middle of first round, whatever it is. Uh, when teams go in with, you know, get when teams get momentum going into the playoffs, those are the teams that usually get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Teams that, you know, go in with already a month of momentum behind them, they usually find a way to slow down in that second, third round and usually get kicked out. So I think this could be good, actually, with Steven Sankos, our captain, coming back first round. That could push us, give us more momentum, be like, yes, our top guy is back. Let's get some energy going. And it really could catapult us into some super high momentum and get us to that that Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's what we kind of got to hope for at this point. That's uh, really the best-case scenario there. Yeah, exactly. So, Chase, next up, we talk about the New York Islanders. Uh, it looks like they're moving to Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, so everyone, I'm, or most people should know that they made the weird move to the Barclays Center a couple seasons back. Uh, it's been a tremendous failure. It's not a good arena i guess it's not, it's not a good arena for hockey uh it's you know it's a dual use facility they, they play basketball and hockey there there's a lot of blind spots in the hockey rink there's there's always that car sitting in the corner it was just a stupid design for an ice rink so they've been trying to kind of move out of there uh they're moving to nassau coliseum for the all the playoffs this year plus all of next season and then i believe from, they're built working on a new stadium from that point so they should be in the new building after, possibly after that. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're making change back to the Coliseum, which I know most Isles fans are happy about. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing to be back at Nassau. I mean, like you said, it obviously has been a failure over that Barclays Center. And, really, you just bring them back to Nassau. It's that old-time feel, that old-time style hockey. And, really, with uh, the way that the Islanders are playing under Barry Trotz, it really is like old-time hockey with that defensive game. So, I think it's a good move, and it should be fun for Islanders fans as well as the team in general. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like the, the place is kind of a dump, but you know, it, it, to the Isles fans, it, it's their dump. You know, it's their place where they've like they just like they like the location better, like the setup better. But it's it's kind of falling apart. Regardless, they still rather be at the Coliseum. So hopefully that provides them. Well, for, for their sake, hopefully that provides them a little bit more extra momentum. I think we should put that as a quote. Like that should be like a, a national quote. Everyone should know about it. Like one of the best quotes of all time. It's a dump, but it's their dump. I like exactly. That. All right, Chase. Next up, we talk about the emergency backup goalie rule. Yeah, so I've everyone knows at this point the whole David Ayer situation. Went in for Carolina, played tremendous against Toronto, got the win. The oldest goalie to get a win in his initial debut and the first e-bug to officially get a win. Uh, well, the NHL is the no-fun league, the new no-fun league, uh, taking the reins from the NFL. They are looking for ways to eliminate this rule. They're going to talk about it at the upcoming GM's meeting. They say it's an embarrassment for hockey. They say that, you know, some random person off the street shouldn't have this much impact on a game. And it is weird that two years in a row it has happened where an emergency backup has had to go in and play significant minutes because – in, if you look at the history of hockey, when an emergency backup is signed just before the game, I, I legit, like, there, there's single-digit times where, where the goalie's actually gone in. Like, it, it doesn't ever happen. It's a very rare chance 
it's gonna it'll be stupid. So like when this happens, it's great coverage for the NHL because NHL gets that front page coverage. They're all over news outlets. And they're you know it's it's good for their brand. So I don't get why you would want to possibly just throw that away. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Chase. Like you said, it's very rare for the emergency backup goalie to come in. But when he does, it is such a good story. I mean, how many times or how many uh, sources, I guess, did we see David Ayers being discussed? Like so many. It's great advertising. It's a great story for a guy who you know wanted to be in the NHL but never got that chance. He, he gets to play an NHL game like... I think it's just such a tremendous story, and because of how rare it is, this really shouldn't be that big of a deal. Uh, so I, I, I like you, am kind of disappointed in the upcoming rule change that may occur. Yeah, it's stupid. Hopefully, they can't come to a decision and it's gotta stay the way it is because it rarely ever happens. When it does happen, it's just fun for everybody. Exactly. All right, Chase. We now move into a preview and review we go review first always so we had a little bit of a tough week again seems like our Tampa Bay Lightning are slowing down a bit and it doesn't help us when we lose Steven Stamkos but uh, we'll hop into the games anyways so first up we'll talk about the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs all three of these games are going to be home games Uh, so the first one Tuesday February 25th against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We fall in this one 4-3. Yeah, this this becomes the third game in a row that the Bay Lightning drop. Uh, it was a pretty tough loss. Game where we got the first goal, Kucherov got us on the board. Toronto quickly adds two. And it was kind of back and forth for the most part for the rest of the game. Uh, but a game where just offensively Toronto ended up capitalizing on their chances a little bit more. It wasn't a very like high chance game though shots were pretty low at 29 to 22 in favor of our lightning uh yet again another game where the power play was just completely useless just can't put the puck in the net a team with this much talent it's tough to see them struggle so hard in the power play but like it, it does it does happen like you've seen it before history like if you look through history you look at some teams some really good teams you can see that they have average to bad power play sometimes because there's almost too much talent where like you either get too selfish with the puck because you're so talented or you're too generous with the puck and you're passing around too much and not taking chances. So I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing such a skit on the power play. Uh, hopefully we see a change in that soon, though. Yeah, exactly. The, the special teams has, you know, the penalty kill in our goaltending is what gave us that insane stretch of just win, 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 win. Uh, in this game, like you were talking about, our penalty kill wasn't very good at only 50%. Our power play, again, abysmal. And it seems like we haven't been able to figure that out yet. Like you were saying, stop doing so much passing. Take some shots. Uh, it's tough to see there. But one thing I want to mention in this game, Vasilevsky didn't have a great game. I saw a tweet referring to the Calgary game, which is upcoming, that we'll talk about here um, in a couple minutes. But uh, someone said Vasilevsky is probably the greatest goaltender in the NHL right now, but he will let in some of the worst goals you have ever seen. And I can agree with that. I mean, some of the goals we watch him let in are just complete duds, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? But then at other times, you know, the past month, two months, the guy looks like he's not going to let in anything. So uh, this game, unfortunately, he had a bad performance, letting in four 
goals on only 23 shots and 826 save percentage. Tough for him and tough for our Tampa Bay Lightning overall. Yeah, I know that's fair. That that whole point where you know he can answer pretty weak goals. Goalies are just weird, man. It's so hard to like understand if a goalie like is gonna have a good game, is gonna have a bad game, if he's gonna make the most amazing saves, if he's gonna let in just terrible shots. Like, it, it's just it's just such an up in the air thing with goalies. Goalies are such a weird anomaly. They're so hard to predict. It's so frustrating. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when. Like, obviously, goalies haven't gone super high in the NHL draft anymore because of that reasoning. But, you know, we saw Spencer Knight go. We were talking about uh, Yaroslav Askarov. We see him being projected, you know, as a top 10 pick in this upcoming draft. It's crazy that we're seeing goalies start to be that highly touted now again. Uh, I'm sure it's because of the poise that we see with Spencer Knight. Uh, Yaroslav Askarov, he's just got insane ability. If he can get that poise down, uh, you know he'll be up there as one of the best, but yeah, goalies are such a weird situation where it's kind of weird now to think goalies are starting to go high again. Yeah, it is, but it's goalies and offensemen both. So hockey is, is very cyclical. If you like, you look back in history, you'll see there was times where it was skill and times where it became a physical game again, and then times were skill physical. And now we're back to the skill game again. You know, it's kind of the same. There's been times with like, with like positions. So there's been times where the goaltending has been, really good times where the goaltending has been just absolutely terrible like even this like last like 20 years or so the goaltending has been like good not even necessarily great like there, like there, there's guys who are going to go in the hall of fame but uh there's not just like a laundry list of hall of famers whereas now a lot there's a lot of young prospect goalies coming in that look like they these guys are on the career path to be first battle hall of famers same thing with defensemen too you know we we went the last like Pretty much since like Lidstrom retired, I don't think we've had a great, like true, just all-time great defenseman in the league. We've had some really good defensemen. Uh, so not, but now we get the emergence of Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr, who are quickly coming up. So it's it, hockey's just so cyclical. Uh, it, it's I don't, it's, it's just a really weird point to kind of think about. Kind of, I guess what I'm get, trying to get to. Yeah, I can see your point there. All right, Chase, let's now move on to the Blackhawks game. This was on February 27th. Again, a home game. All three of these games are going to be home games, like I mentioned previously. Uh, this one started off really well, but did not finish the same way. Nope. Ended up being a, a horrible 5-2 loss. Ended up a, a game where we got lead in third period 2-0. Scored 17 seconds into the third to make it 2-0. And then... Brandon Saad scores 436 in. Dominic Kublik scores a 502. Slater Cuckoo's 956. Dominic Kublik 1143. And Dominic Kublik did get his first career hat trick at 1729. So the goals just came on and on and on and just didn't stop for the Blackhawks in the third period. Ended up being a game where the first two periods, I would say, were heavily in our favor. And then the third period was just a nightmare. I ended up out shooting the Blackhawks 3-27. Another game where the power play just was out to lunch. Really, a game like this is just pretty much unacceptable. You can't give up five third-period goals when you're going into the third period with a 2 nothing lead. That's just that's unacceptable. Yeah, most definitely. And now, Curtis McElhinney was in net for this game, and I'm not going to blame the loss on Curtis McElhinney at all. This was a whole team collapse. But when I think about Curtis McElhinney, this is kind of what I think. Like, if you have Curtis McElhinney in that as your backup, we talked about how we thought we should have got another backup goalie uh, for the playoff run. We did not do that. 
But when I think about Curtis McElhinney and Net, I think our team needs to just pepper the other team with goals because Curtis McElhinney could do something similar to this, let up a few duds towards the end of the game. Now, again, this was a whole team collapse. I'm not going to say it's all on McElhinney, but you know, I, I really think we should have went out and got a, another backup goalie. Unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, I think another big issue with the reason for this collapse is discipline. We gave them six power plays. That's, that is unacceptable. Uh, luckily, they only scored one, but that is just unacceptable. We need to be more disciplined towards the end. Uh, you know, That's really our downfall for this game. Yeah, and just the whole special teams game that won 0 for 5 on our power plays, uh, 5 for 6 on the, on the PK is solid, but just taking that many penalties, like your odds are you're not scoring a shorthanded goal. So if, say, you take six penalties, you're, that's, say it's 12 minutes if, if they all get played out, 12 minutes of taking away any scoring chance for you. That, that's a lot of time. That's a significant chunk of the game. Like that's a, it's 20% of the game. You can't really afford to do that. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Chase, we now move on to the final game in our game review, and this was against the Calgary Flames. This one ends in a victory, luckily, but it started to get close towards the end. Yeah, this one ended up being a 4-3 to three win where Calgary kind of scored a little a little later on in the game to, to bring it to 4-3. to uh, it, it was good to get off that four-game skid. Uh, it ended up being a Overall, I'd say pretty pretty good team win. And be the game where we outshot Calgary 33 to 21. Our power play was actually efficient this time, going two for four. Uh, something that hasn't happened in a very long time. So you know it's promising to see. And the and the fact that we were able to do this without Stamkos is a little welcoming for what the rest of the season is going to look like. You know, you lose your captain and your star player, but you're still able to perform well on the power play and play a pretty solid overall game. You know, that, that's that's very promising for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's nice for sure. The one thing I take away from this, though, is Calgary Flames, when we look at their goaltending, we don't think it's great by any means. So, yes, it's nice to see our power play produce, but it's against not great goaltending. I mean, the team overall is a good team. It's a playoff team. I don't think it stacks up anywhere close to us. Uh, So, nice team win for sure. But at the same time, if you're a Tampa pan, Tampa fan looking towards the future, you got to take this one with a grain of salt because, uh, you know, the team does not compare at all. No, that's fair, but it's you still got to feel you know you can have a little bit of confidence, being like, all right, if you know you're able you're able to do well on the power play regardless of who you're who you're going against, you're able to do well on the power play without your captain, one of the you know better shooters in the league, so it, it's it is promising. I'm sure there were some nerves, though, too, for Tampa Bay fans as they were watching, and three of the last four goals were scored by the opposing team. That probably put, probably shook some people a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, I'd say so. You know, we got the dub. That's all that matters. So, Chase, we now move on to a game preview. Uh, this upcoming week, we have two home games, and then our game on Saturday will be away. Uh, so, first up, we'll talk about the game against the Boston Bruins. On Tuesday, March 3rd, Boston Bruins, first in the Atlantic, first in the NHL right now. A tough team, uh, good goaltending, really the team that I think matches up the best against us. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, so far in this series, though, we do have a 2 nothing lead. The first game went to a shootout, so Boston does have points in at least one of the games. Uh, it, it's it's going to be a tough matchup for sure. You know, you got 
David Pasternak, who is just having an unreal season. That, that the whole top line really with Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak has just been really dynamite. Charlie McAvoy's having a great season defense. Duke Rask is playing at Vesna caliber. So this this is gonna be a matchup where I think whichever the two goalies between Vasilevsky and Rask play better, I think their team will win. Uh, so I'm just I'm hoping it's our team, and given that we're the home team, I'm gonna predict that it is our team and that we win this one. Okay, so I'm gonna give this one an overtime score line, but I think we fall in overtime, not the shootout. I think we fall in overtime. Unfortunately, I think the, this boss. So. Our Tampa team has struggled recently, and we've seen that. And Vasilevsky, even though he's been phenomenal and boosting up his numbers, in the last week, week and a half, he's kind of simmered down a little bit. It hasn't been as good. So I'm a little bit worried about this Boston team because they started to surge again. The gap between us and them has definitely widened over the last little bit. So I'm going to give this one an overtime loss to the Bruins. Unfortunately, I would love to give us a win, but uh, I'm looking at it more realistically and... I, I don't I don't think I can see it happening. I, I can realistically see it happening because I think Vasilevsky will play better playing against the true top-tier competition, you wiener. So let's move on to the next one. I mean, you would hope so, you wiener, but also we don't have our captain, Steven Stamko. So, I mean, we, we have our phenomenal scoring duo and Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, obviously. We have some great depth scoring as well, but we haven't necessarily seen Blake Coleman and Barclay Gaudreau step up to the first round compensation we gave up for them yet. Hopefully we can see that happen, but, you know, Boston, they're coming in with Pasternak. They're coming in with Marshawn. They're, co- you know, they're coming up in full strength. And Tuca has been phenomenal this year. So, it's gonna be a tough one. It's gonna be a tough one for sure. Yeah, you know, it is. Can't deny that. All right, Chase. Let's now move on to the Thursday game. This is March fifth. Again, home. This is versus the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, the Canadians are not a great team this year. Uh, they're Technically, they're above 500 because overtime losses don't factor into that. But they're 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 really not a good team. This isn't a game I'm too worried about. We're already up 3-0 on the season series. I think that continues into a sweep. It'll be the second time that the Montreal Canadiens get swept in a four-game series this year. The other time to the last place Detroit Red Wings. Uh, so I, I think this will be a pretty sizable win. Yeah, I agree with you, Chase. I'm I'm gonna give this one a win for sure. Uh, I I honestly don't have any worry about it. I was I was gonna bring up some worry, but there is none. So I think this one's a win. Um, we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed, we will see what happens. We now move on to the Saturday game. This is Saturday, March seventh. This is away, and this is in Boston. So yes, we did just talk about Boston. Different setting this time. Yeah. So this game. I think will be a tougher one. Be, being back on the road uh, after a couple home games and starting off a road trip, I think this will be a tough fight, fight it out game that will end in an overtime slash shootout loss. I don't know which one of the two, but it'll it'll be an extra time loss. Okay, interesting. So I'm giving this one just a straight out loss. Uh, it's tough because I I don't like giving our team a one one and one record, but with t- with Stamkos out. 
with Vasilevsky not performing to his peak in the last week and a half, two weeks, and with how undisciplined our special teams have been, it's tough to see us go into Boston and take a win. It's tough to see us even be at home and take a win against Boston because of how well they have performed recently. So I'm giving this one a straight out loss. It's gonna it's gonna suck. But when we look towards the next week, the next week, we've got two games against the Detroit Red Wings. So simmer down a little bit, Tampa fans. Don't worry. Even if we take these two losses against Boston, we've got a bright future in the upcoming games. And this isn't going to derail our playoff hopes. No, yeah, we're, we're, we're in a good position. We're going to be a playoff team. Uh, no need to sweat. It's just about playing good hockey and trying to stay healthy from this point on. Yeah, for sure. So, Chase, I talked about how the Boston Bruins widened their gap in the standings against us. Why don't we take a look at the standings right now and see exactly what I was talking about. So, if you look at the Atlantic right now, the Boston Bruins have one game over us right now. They played 66. We've only played 65. The gap is now to seven points. So, uh, they have widened the gap. It's not ginormous it's not something that we can't come back and take that first spot but without Samco's I think it's gonna be tough yeah it's a pretty good margin that you got to worry about so hopefully we yeah we can just kind of go on a little bit of a run again like we have before and jump ahead but if not regardless being being the two or it'll, it'll be the three seed being being the three seed possibly four seed uh you know it, it wouldn't wouldn't be any issue really Going into playoffs, as long as we get home ice advantage, that's really all I care about. Yeah, for sure. And right now, we are nine points ahead of the Toronto Maple Leafs with one game in hand. They have one game more than us, or they've played one more game more than us. Uh, We just lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's unfortunate. We played the Toronto Maple Leafs twice uh, at the end of the season here. So this could swing, honestly, but I think... As long as we can take at least one game off of Toronto, I think we'll be fine. And with how big of a mess Toronto is, I don't see them really passing us. No, I'm not too concerned about it. I think we're, we're in a pretty good position. All right, Chase, let's look at some overall standings, uh, not just focusing on the Atlantic Division. Uh, one team that you and I have talked about as possibly being a team that could really shake up the whole landscape in the Eastern Conference playoffs and really make a push and could be a rival opponent of the Tampa Bay Lightnings, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They have been brutal recently. They're on a six-game skid, and they now sit third in the Metropolitan Division. The Philadelphia Flyers have jumped over them. So, tough to see for Pittsburgh. Yeah, and tough to see for Pittsburgh. The Flyers are hot right now, so the role's kind of reversed a little bit there. If you look in the Metro right now, every team is on, like, technically, like, based on win-losses streaks, they're only one game in the NHL. So, technically, everybody's on a losing streak, except for Philly right now. So, you know, that's, that's a little... Interesting to see. Uh, Philly has been playing pretty well. Uh, they've they've got a great goalie. They've got some, got some great younger players. Got some great veteran players. You know, Claude Giroux, one of the most underrated players of his time, if you ask me. So, right right now, the Penguins they they got to figure it out if they want to be able to compete the Flyers and try to get you know a home ice advantage in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And by no means has the playoffs been solidified in this Eastern Conference. When we look at the wild card, we see the Islanders with 78, the Columbus Blue Jackets with 76. Uh, The teams that are just outside looking in, Carolina Hurricanes, 75, only one point out. New York Rangers at 74, 
Florida Panthers at 73. Montreal Canadiens are at 69. I don't really see them getting in, but I think Carolina, New York, and Florida all could fight for that final spot. Oh, yeah, 100%. If I had to choose one of those three teams that you would say that you said to make it, I would say Carolina probably, uh, and they're the closer ones right now anyway. But it, it's going to be a pretty tight race till the end of the season, really, for that wild card spot. Yeah, most definitely. Chase, do we want to look at the Western Conference right now? Uh, looks like we got St. Louis in first over there in the Central and second overall in the whole NHL. The Central is looking pretty solid. The Pacific can't really say the same. And the wildcard race actually pretty close, but not... Uh, uh, how am I going to try to say this? So the Pacific race is close, but they don't have as many points as the teams in the Eastern Conference because, you know, the East is just 10 times better, let's be honest. Yeah, 100%. The East has been better this year, but it's better most years. The Central is a very stacked division. Like, it, it's, it's a tough division to play in. Uh, so, you know, denying that, but the Pacific is kind of a joke, if, if we're going to be honest. So I don't – I honestly don't know. Only maybe if two Pacific teams play each other in the playoffs will I think a Pacific team win. I, I think if it's Pacific versus Central in the playoffs, I don't think any Pacific team will win any of those matchups. I, like It's it's going to be a Central team for coming out of the West, 100%. Yeah, and Chase, the one thing that I'm dying for, I think we talked about this in a previous episode, I really hope that the Calgary Flames can jump the Vancouver Canucks and we can see a battle of battle L my goodness battle of alberta Jeez. in the first round of the playoffs i'm i'm dying for it honestly easy for you to say huh yeah i guess so but no i i agree like that's must watch hockey who wouldn't want to see that yeah it's gonna be electric if that does pan out but uh that's really it for the standings i mean if we want to mention the worst teams in the league of course we got the detroit red wings still sitting down there only 35 points absolutely brutal it's going to be very nice for us to have to face them twice here at the end of the season yeah should be some free points them and their negative 120 goal differential will be very nice to play against yeah, for sure. All right, Chase. Well, we're running a little bit on time. Uh, for those of you interested in stats, you can just go take a peek at NHL.com. They really haven't changed much since the last time we talked about them. But, uh, the numbers gonna... have gone up, but the order hasn't. Exactly. So we're going to round out this episode now with a poll reminder and then hockey name of the day. Then we'll outro this bad boy for you guys. Yeah, so our poll involves last week's deadline. Uh, just pretty much just great. Tampa's like deadline, all their moves, how I think they did. It'll be A, B, C, and then D slash F. So go vote on that. Let us know your reasoning. Uh, just say if you wanted them to add a certain player, if you wanted them to make more moves, make less moves, uh, if you wanted them to, I don't know, fire John Cooper at the deadline, whatever the hell you wanted them to do or didn't want them to do, you know, let us know. Yeah, for sure. We got a, a lot of good votes in there so far. Uh, there is a couple comments. Uh, if you guys disagree with some of the comments, feel free to take a jab at that other person. Of course, don't be too rude. But, uh, you know, if you disagree, if someone says, you know, they were great moves and you think they were bad moves, let them know why they were bad moves. Something like that. Uh, so make sure you guys vote in that poll. We'll get the results on Thursday as well as get you guys another poll. But now we have the hockey name of the day, the segment of all segments, the segment that ends out our show. Chase, are we ready? We are ready. All right. Scrolling down now. That is a French French name, maybe? That is a French name. So I saw the first name, and that was definitely French, but I'm not sure what that second name is. All right, so 
We got Jeremy Biaka Batuka. Yes, sir. Jeremy Biaka Batuka uh, is a French-born defenseman playing in the Quebec League. He's 6'3", 194, draft eligible this year. Uh, good, good right shot point from the deep, uh, from the defensive end. He's got 17 points to 43 games for now. You know, he's a pretty solid, he's a pretty solid player. He's someone who could very well get drafted. Uh, not necessarily a high pick, but probably a lower end pick. However, a little fun fact today about him: he does have an uncle who played in the NFL. Uh, Tim Biakabutaka, or Butuka, excuse me, played for the Carolina Panthers from '96 to 2001. He also went to college at the University of Michigan. So you know, some little fun facts about the family tree. Uh, but regardless, you know, he's a pretty good young hockey player. He could be an NHL draft pick. Uh, but regardless, you know, make sure to be on the lookout for him. Yeah, for sure. And cool name as well. Uh, they got the little, what are those, apostrophes over the E's. Those are pretty cute. Accents. Accents. Eh, whatever. Same thing, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So that's it for the episode, guys. Uh, Chase will now hit you with an outro. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we want to appreciate we appreciate y'all for listening. We want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you could check out the Hockey Podcast Network on Patreon and become a patron that way, we'd really appreciate it. I uh, started as low as a dollar, goes up from there, different prize levels at different price points. Uh, you know, if, if you guys could show us support that way, we'd really appreciate it. Get access to some exclusive content. Uh, it'll help us be able to do more things, help us be able to create more content. So please do that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That's at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Got all sorts of fun giveaways going on. Make sure to get in on those giveaways. You might as well. They're free. Uh, check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all 31 teams' podcasts right there. Boom, click on the logo. It takes you right to the SoundCloud link. You can listen to it nice and easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, please rate us five stars. Uh, leave a comment. Send you know, send us some questions. Message us on Twitter. Uh, tweet at us. Email us. Whatever you got to do to get in contact with us. Just let us know what you guys are thinking. Let us know if there's any certain topics you want us to bring up or if there's just any talking points that maybe we missed that you think we should address. Yeah, awesome job there, Chase. And guys, whenever you're clicking on the logo, make sure you just go boom, like Chase. Boom, click on that logo. Yes. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time.